What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that I don't hear a lot of officers discuss openly, but I have definitely had a lot of clients and individuals reach out to me to have this discussion personally, and that is the the side effects or the mental impact of an officer having been put on light duty for whatever reason. A majority of the time, officers are placed on light duty because of work-related injuries. Not always, but I think a majority of the time. And when that happens, not only are they combating the the healing element of things, having to get better to do the job that they were used to doing, but then they're placed into an environment that's completely different than that constant um, sort of dopamine hit that they're used to all of the time. And Clint, what do you think are some of the reasons why there might be an officer who lingers kind of in limbo in that late duty segment? You know, it's it's one of those hard things to kind of differentiate because some sometimes these guys who they they get into a fight on duty and then they get injured and then their doctor puts them on that restricted or modified duty for any given amount of time and and being placed into dispatch or records or the front desk at the police department it's it goes from your high speed going out and handling these calls for service all the time to just now you're kind of stagnant and you're hearing, you're seeing everything that's going on with your brothers and sisters out there working. And especially if some big incident stems up and there's nothing you can do from where you're sitting at that moment to go help them. And I, I think that would be one of the hardest for my own self to, to not be able to, provide my knowledge and experience to go out into a system. Another aspect of this that isn't always talked about is that you can have a female who gets pregnant and then, of course, she's also placed on on light duty and it has the same impact on her. And, you know, we were talking earlier, Clint, and you made mention of the fact that there are some agencies that these positions are, especially if it's a small department, they're literally forced to put them somewhere where they, they truly don't belong. And... And I'm not just saying the females, I'm saying anybody who's forced to be on light duty, if it's a smaller department, especially. And so how do you think that um, just sort of the the acceptance acceptance or the rhetoric is for an individual in that kind of situation? You know, there's always that there's going to be that negative aspect associated to it, because like I look at it as partners that I've had over the years who who are on light duty and they're stuck there for any given amount of time because they have surgery or they're in line to get surgery or and there's so many factors associated to it. And but they're stuck in records and and most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time, like they get plugged in in somewhere like records and you don't see them for six to eight months until they're back. And you're like, oh, most people like I didn't even know that this person was on light duty inside records. So it's kind of it's another factor involved to it. You don't have that that um, 
that same sense of community just seems to disappear. Yeah. And, and that goes into the same aspect of like retiring and, and it just kind of trickles away. And then all of a sudden they're back in the swing of things. You're like, Oh, welcome back. <laughs> I thought, how, how was your surgery? And they're like, Oh, I didn't even have surgery. I was just on light duty. I'm like, it's, it's kind of one of those shocking times you you just don't realize because you know we get so busy all the time you get caught up in your own stuff that you don't realize what's going on with everybody all the time depending on the agency you work for i'm thinking about too so it's difficult for an officer to be placed on light duty because of all the variances that completely change with their job analysis overall but i'm also thinking about that situation because i know what that's like not as a police officer but in being reintegrated into um, having to do your job or for me, even going to school, you know, I've had surgery on my knee so many times that I remember um, being homeschooled for like a year during each one. And then how strange it was to go back to school and then to see all of those people for the first time again after such a long time. And it's an uncomfortable feeling for that officer to be placed into because, you know, you're trying to be nice and catching up and things like that. And you, you have no idea. And it's no fault to the officers who are trying to be friendly and supportive. It's because there's such a, a distance, not only with time, but also with being able to just have that kind of interaction with the officers that you're so used to having the interaction with. And, and another thing I was just thinking of is say you're on light duty or you're off injured for like a year and then you come back. Do you know how much changes within that time frame? Like I, and I've seen this and, and I'm, when I first started, there was, I had partners who they came back and, and I'm like, Oh, who's this new guy? And even though I was only there for like a year or two, maybe, but then you don't know this person. You don't know who they are, what they're about or anything like that. And you're just thinking it's some, maybe a lateral or a, a new hire. Like there's a lot of factors involved with it. And so with the high turnover rates that law enforcement in general is facing right now, this guy who's been off injured for a year to two years, they come back and their whole shift has changed. Their whole Everybody who they once knew has promoted, has gone to details. Like they, they've lost that, that friendship of all his, his or her close tight community that he had growing up in that department during that time frame. And then you go out and you look around and these are all brand new guys. You're like, holy crap. I don't know who any of these people are. And we talk about seniority a lot and it's like, it's like you were so used to being the one that was there for such a long time. And then you come back and you're looking at them saying, wow, look at all these new people. But they're looking at you thinking, oh, this is the new guy or girl. And you've been there longer than them. But it kind of creates this unbalanced um, proportion when it comes to that hierarchy that exists based on seniority within the department. Yeah. And and and. For those unwritten rules of when when you're a new guy, you walk around, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, all, all that kind of that dialect. Professionalism. That, yeah, that professionalism that goes on. But also, like I grew up in the department, like if I was going to a call for service and I had a senior partner going to the call, like it was assumed I was taking the reports. I was doing the investigation on it and, and they would help me, but it was assumed that I was taking the brunt of the work to where if you're 
you've been there for five years and have been off on light duty for one or two years and, and you come, come back this, this person who's been there maybe a year, maybe two years in that whole time frame in which you were off, they're going to look at you like, so you got this <laughs> like thinking in that kind of mindset of, well, I'm the senior partner now when the reality is you've been there three or four times longer than they already have. I haven't heard of departments having any kind of reintegration, right? Like even because I'm thinking about like sitting with an FTO, right? That would sound stupid to most officers who just got back from back surgery and they were off for a year and a half and now they have to come back and then you're telling them that they have to sit with an FTO. But the the reality is that this is one of those checks and balances where um, having a like a subset of an FTO, but for uh, for this very specific reason, would make sense. It would make sense because not only are there changes in the community, changes with the software, changes with the the devices you guys are using, changes with things in the department, changes with people, changes with the positions. You know, those are things that are very very important. That it's going to take a long time for an officer to to reintegrate into. But having some subset of an FTO that doesn't feel degraded and that's certainly not called FTO, I think would be incredibly important to create a conversation around because that would save a lot of the angst that goes with that whole process. And and that's one really good thing with our department. If any, if someone's off for any length of time like that, not if it's like for two to six months, like it's not a big deal, but if it's a year or more, typically when they come back, they will ride with somebody and they'll work together. It's just like a two man car. It's not like, it's not like I'm teaching you how to do your job again. It's just more so of here's an updated down and dirty stuff that's changed within the department, within laws, within our state, and just kind of everything kind of, this is how we handle it now compared to how you guys handled it then. Because it's ever evolving and we change things so often and that's why you have to stay up to date with everything. Yeah, and so for the departments and the officers that don't have that level of support, I just hope to bring awareness to this topic in hopes that you could be that officer to provide that support to somebody who might need it when they are coming back to a department. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.